0: to the No Names, No Numbers podcast. My name is Matthew DePisa, and today I'm joined by a good friend of mine, Mr. Alex Shanley.
1: What happened to No Names?
0: Uh, no Names is actually the Patrick LaBelle creation, that's my good friend Patrick. He's um, got a website. Shout out, Patrick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, this is it. No Names, No Numbers podcast.
1: What number podcast was this?
0: This would be uh, This would be one for me.
1: I'm hearing Um, there's been uh, one podcast in your past.
0: Yes, I was on a prior No Names, No Numbers podcast with Pat. I was not the host. right, veteran,
1: in the hosting role. All right, lead us in, veteran man. Um,
0: Well, I suppose I'd start from the beginning, which is that I am planning to be going to Europe uh, shortly. And so in an effort to understand more about that, Continent. I had been talking to people um, and trying to get some information on what was cool, what, where places to check out, such things as that. Um, and you told me an incredible story uh, about a trip of your own. And I just kept thinking, this needs to be a podcast or a video or something like that. It's a story that I felt needs to be told. Well, I mean, if it has to be told. It must simply must. All right. Um, so, if you don't mind, maybe just start at why you felt the need to go to Europe.
1: Well, I had wanted to go for a couple of years up to that point, and I had tried to design a trip with some friends to just go a couple of weeks, maybe road trip, see what happens. And they were like, "No, oh, you know, maybe, maybe next summer." Never happened. So, I had it in the back of my mind, anyways. And then my freshman year of college, I was commuting. And it was horrible. absolutely hated it. Wasn't really sure I wanted to be in college at that point at all. And had to commute on top of it. And I was like, this this is just the worst. So one day after class, I was just like, oh, this is just the worst. So what if I was in Europe instead? And that way I wouldn't have to turn in this essay or whatever. You know, it was a rough day. So I was chilling in my car at the UMass Boston parking lot. Shout out to Beacons, gang gang recently graduated for real this time. Go beacons. Go beacons. Roll beaks. Thank you. Um, and I was literally sitting in my car in the parking lot, pulled up my phone, and just bought a ticket and drove over to Logan and hopped on a flight. It was a one-way flight, and I was just like, yeah, this could be fun. This is something I haven't done before. Let's see if I die. And you
0: told your parents when?
1: Um, I didn't. They found out as I was in the air, um, and then talked to them when i was in london like hey how's it going they're like you're gonna be home for dinner oh probably not no um elsewhere at the moment wow yeah they weren't too pleased with that one
0: yeah what was their what was their reaction
1: like you know it was hard to gauge because i was holding the phone away from me as they screamed but uh, no they weren't super excited about the whole prospect they would have liked some heads up is what i've garnered from them um but, yeah, you know, it was just, yeah. They they weren't happy, but they weren't like, come home right now. They are like, okay, like, you do you. Mm-hmm. But also, don't be such an idiot. Next time. Ne- uh, yeah. For well, next time. They didn't really say next time. It was more of an open-ended don't be just such an idiot. in general, yeah. They were worried about my idiocy on my own in Europe. Right. Which was proved relatively correct because through the hasty nature of me departing, uh, I never told my bank that I was, in fact, departing. So I uh, I took a train from, uh, I think I went I in Heathrow, took a train from there to the center of London, had like a 100 euro in my pocket, 100 pounds I should say in my pocket, and then a bunch of American bills, and went and I got myself a bed at a hostel for three nights, and then was going to go get some lunch, and I figured, oh, I'll probably want some more scratch for, you know, if I want to buy whatever while I'm walking around, so I'm just going to go withdraw some money from the bank real quick, or the uh, the ATM real quick. Uh, and I put my card in and because I had not told my bank, oh, hey, I'm going to be in London, uh, it ate my card. Um, and that was my only form of currency at that time. So I had lodging for three days, um, 50 pound in my pocket and then probably like 200 American in my pocket. And, uh, my card was gone. And so I, I spent most of the first day trying to get it back, like talking to the station manager. Um, and they were all like, yeah, that's, uh, that's not coming back. Like you're fucked. Can I swear? Yeah. Oh fuck yeah. So. Yeah, I yeah. I got. Yeah, wasn't wasn't the best news day one, but at the same time I was also like, hey, I'm out here, you know.
0: So, just for clarification, this is your first day. This
1: is day one. Yes.
0: You lose your card on your first day.
1: I see. I hesitate to say lose it. It was lost. I knew. I know where it is. I still do. So long as it hasn't been taken out yet. It's you just see. I can't access it. Okay. And the funds that I wanted to access, they were like. Nah. So, like, what was what was going through your head at that point when you, you get there,
0: it's a thrown-together trip, and then suddenly you don't have money? Like, were you regretting your decision, or, like...
1: No, no, I, I was all about it. I was just like, hmm, this is a conundrum that right. had not been previously thought about. To say um, the least. And how do I go about that? I was also excited, though, because, I mean, I was there for some sort of challenge and uh i'm obviously it was a bit more challenging right off the bat than i was hoping for hoping for you know like a nice soft toss my way instead i got a fastball but
0: you know Hmm. i see
1: what about um
0: expectations like were you expecting you when you arrived were you expecting to just be on top of things and like hit the ground running or
1: no god no um i was expecting not to die okay short of that i had relatively few expectations of myself um i thought well when i first landed i thought let's you know go find some fun shit to do let's go find a place to sleep hmm. sort of that out and then the card happened and i was like okay how do i not die and how do i get a card so i had to call my bank which is obviously here in america like hey here's the sitch They're like, you did what? And I'm like, we're past that. I'm on to not having any money right now. So I need a card. How do do we make that happen? Can you send it to me? And they said, no. We have to send it to your address on your account. So they sent it to my house. My parents got it. And they were like, okay, what's your address? We'll send it to you. So they sent it to where they could. But it took a week to get to me. So for that week, I just had to live, basically, on whatever money I had in my pocket.
0: And how did that resolve, like, how did it
1: resolve itself in the end? I, um, ever heard of Tesco? mm Like a convenience store, just way better in every way. And they have this thing called the Tesco three-pound meal deal. Um, shout out all the UK listeners of the No Names, No Numbers podcast. Yes. I'm sure there's a plethora of them. Mm-hmm. Um, they know what I'm talking about. You get a sandwich, bag of chips or something, and a drink for three-pound, as the name implies. So what I would do is I would wake up. Um, I'd get the free ham and cheese toasty uh, at my hostel for breakfast. I'd load up on that. Then I'd walk around for a bit because that's free. Then I'd go grab myself a three-pound meal deal, cut that bitch in half, and that's lunch and dinner sorted for three pounds. So it wasn't the best. And, in fact, towards the end of the week, because I only had three days in the hostel, I got myself another, like think, uh, two days, and I was like, I can allot this and still have some money for food. But that did me in two days of not having any sort of lodging. So I uh, went all around London, trekked around like trying to find the cheapest hostel I could, I looking on the websites, and I found one up in Tottenham, which, if I'm getting it correct, tends to be like the uh, the not-so-great part of London, where you hear like London knife crime. Tottenham happens, tends to happens be... Happens there. Yeah, it, it's the place for that. Hmm. So... I showed up at the cheapest hostel in London, which I think was £8 for a night, Um, and I said, hey, I need a bed. And he was like, great, it's £28. I was like, "Oh, I I don't have that. And he said, oh, well, we need the £20 for a deposit. Uh, If you don't get that, like, how do we know? You're just going to not pay, so you have to do it. So I'm like, shoot, I don't have that kind of money literally on me or on this continent, and I'm not going to go busking, because, you know, who's going to give a yank money in London, really? Mm -hmm. So instead I just spent the day scoping out different job sites, like construction sites, that I could potentially jump the fence and sleep in. Wow. And I found a couple of good, you know, sites, but eventually I realized, hey, just go back up and be like, what? Hey, man. I got, I got money tomorrow. Picking it up. Picking up my new card. Like, let's work something out. I wasn't prepared to suck them off, but, you know, I could have been <laughs> talked into it. That's all I'm saying, all right? We were real sad boy hours. We were desperate. For lodging, not for...
0: I see, yeah. yeah we're yeah. on the same page. Uh-huh. Um, did, w- were you scared when you're considering
1: sleeping outside? or like what? What No, was, I was pretty excited. You were excited? I was, because I was like, I haven't done this. I mean, there's a reason I'm in Europe. Don't really know what it is, but there's mm-hmm. a reason. Maybe it's I learned that I'm a wilder person, and I sleep outside. Mm. And then I started finding the places I'd be sleeping, and that kind of left my mind. But... I don't know. I'm sure if you asked me that same question and I had to follow through with sleeping on one of these sites, I'd have a very different answer. But I was ready. I was raring to go. Okay.
0: So you navigate your first week. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Where where do you go from there? Uh, So I was in London for a good couple weeks. Um, Love London. Going to live there someday, definitely. Okay. But just chilling, doing my thing. And then the next place I went, I think it was two or three weeks after, was Dublin. And it was actually for Thanksgiving, um, because my best buddy and his entire family were all visiting his sister, who was in Dublin studying abroad. Uh, and so I connected with them. And they said, oh yeah, here's our, our Airbnb, like, you know, come, come say hi. So I went over. In fact, when I first landed and went over there, uh, there was nobody at the airbnb and i wasn't sure i was at the right one because the numbers were kind of weird the door was wide open so i just walked right in um and then i heard a bunch of noise downstairs and i was like oh shit what if i'm in the wrong one this is probably one of the few times of the trip where i was like genuinely scared i was like i'm in somebody's kitchen right now and this could just be some random irish person like the fuck are you doing um which wasn't my best accent but yeah i was and then my friend's mom walked in she's like oh my god what's up and i was like Oh you. we're good we're safe
0: so you dodged a bullet there.
1: Wow. I did, yeah. But their door was wide open, so really they dodged a bullet because I could have been one scary motherfucker, and That's instead true. I am just That's true.
0: Me. That's true. Yeah. I mean, if they're leaving their door open, there they're asking for. They're it. inviting some sort of exactly some sort of commotion. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was in Dublin for a bit. I actually showing up obviously it wasn't the best circumstances. I had a great time there, but then leaving, I don't know why it was so expensive, but. like the three days that I had to wait until my flight uh, to Barcelona was crazy expensive like all the hostels in Dublin were at least 50 euro a night I was like I'm not spending that plus I don't want to you know I've explored what I want to see in Dublin and I hung out with some friends so I'm ready to go and I'm ready to save some money doing it so I had three days until my flight uh, and I couldn't change it there was a fee for that. So instead, I just went to the Dublin airport with my fam- friend's family while they all left, uh, and I just slept on the bench in the Dublin airport for three days. Um, I was chilling with bums as they got kicked out around me. I read like 15 or something books just on my Kindle. Uh, and they I don't know if they do this on purpose, but they blasted the AC like right under the benches. So I was freezing my ass off. I'd wear like three or four layers at night, sleeping on a wooden bench, and then in the morning I'd get up, I'd wash my hand in the hot sink just to uh, get some circulation going. Wow. And then I flew to Barcelona.
0: That period of sentences right there, was there was a lot in there. Fifteen books for one thing, that's a lot of books. Well,
1: I was literally just sitting, I had nothing to do. I was on my phone, sitting next to the, the charging port, yeah. like, oh, this looks like a decent book.
0: right? And then,
1: you know.
0: So, and they were
1: kicking out homeless people around you, but they weren't kicking you out? I had a lot of stuff, or like traveler stuff, so I think they knew I was not just some vagrant, like people that, you know, were stinking up the place. And I do mean like physically, like I could smell them from my bench, which seems like the hobo equivalent of elitism, but I could really smell them from across the way, and they were (laughs) like, yeah, you need to go. But if they had said, hey, what's up with you, I'd have been like, I got a ticket just here for the I heard you've got great benches. The ambiance, yeah. Yeah, the ambiance <laughs> is phenomenal. Right. I just love airports.
0: <laughs> wow. So I can't imagine that was very comfortable
1: sleeping. It wasn't particularly. Um, I did have to sleep on a few benches while I was over there. I would say it wasn't the least comfortable bench, but far be it from the most comfortable bench.
0: Is there a most comfortable bench that sneaks out? Oh. St- what's
1: what's the phrase? Sticks out? Sticks out, Yeah, yeah. 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 That one just snuck right out of you. Yeah, it really Uh, did, There was actually, although, Travis about to strike, so hold on to your hats, your your socks as well. Okay. The most comfortable bench I was going to sleep in on the trip, I didn't get to sleep in because I got kicked out, and I was on the phone with my family at the same time. I actually said the phrase, ooh, I just found this really comfortable bench to sleep on. Oh, wait, sorry, hold on a minute. What's that? Yeah, I can't sleep on this bench. But for those brief moments, it was bliss. Where, bench bliss where is, this, where is this blissful bench this was in London well actually this was the flight um, to Dublin Okay, I slept in one of the airports there's like five there Heathrow Gatwick um, and then Stans End and South End or something like that It was in on one of the other smaller ends um, and it's basically like they just they had a rope that they cut the, uh, the airport in half with and if you were on the left half it was a no go if you were on the right half it was a go I was on the left half that's where the nice bench was and they were like yeah that's a no go wow so they sent me over to a more uncomfortable wooden bench terrible I couldn't even sleep on it it was I was tossing and turning the whole night
0: and you and just like right across the other side of the airport it's just this like luxurious bench taunting it was it's padded, like staring at you padded wow. there were no
1: armrests down so like you could just chill you, right. I could sprawl out you're a tall guy too I could, but I mean even so I'd be, I would have to be a butt's width. To sit on one with arms, there was right. no arms. Right. This was an armless couch. It's a damn shame. It t- truly. That's probably my biggest regret because I didn't get to sleep on that bench.
0: Maybe you could go back there just for that. Find that bench. Well, we had you. You can't just,
1: you know, you can't just cook that up. That's true.
0: Also, you said you were talking to your parents while openly admitting that you are going to be sleeping on a bench?
1: Yeah, I'm trying to remember. They were having a Thanksgiving party. I don't know. That may have been. Oh, actually, that was. It was Thanksgiving proper. And I was hanging with my friend's family, like, the day after Thanksgiving with all of them there. But on Thanksgiving, they were actually, they were having the entire my dad's side of the family over at their house. um, So I was chatting with all my uncles and aunts and family at the same time. uh, And I let them know that I was being kicked off the bench. uh, And actually, around about that time, they said, "Okay, well, have fun. And they hung up. So it was a rough Thanksgiving, all things considered.
0: And at this point. I did have a
1: turkey sandwich, though. Actually, i like to point that out. There was turkey. There okay. was a panini maker at like midnight in this airport. The only worker was still there, absolute trooper. And they were like, You American? I was like, Yeah, apparently everybody can tell you're American. Just a heads up. That's a quick interlude. But yeah. Just by looking at you? People would. I'd walk on the street and they'd be like, American? They'd like, Yeah, how'd you do? And they're like, No, you just look American. But. She picked me out. She said, American? I said, yeah. She's like, I got a turkey and cheese panini here. And I was like, this is so nice of her. Thank you. And she was like, it's going to be six twenty-five though. I
0: was like, <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: I paid it, though, because I was like, I'm in a festive mood. I got a bench. It's not a nice one, but it's a bench. And it's my bench.
0: There are many like it, but this one is mine. This ours. one
1: is mine, <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: well, I just can't. The bench thing, it's really mind-blowing.
1: I mean once you're on the bench, you're not thinking about it. In it's true. Abstract terms, you're just like, Ooh, it's true. This is a bench.
0: How about, um, one thing I wanted to ask you about was music. What sort of, uh, did you find yourself n- hearing music that you wouldn't normally listen to getting turned on to stuff you wouldn't normally hear?
1: Yes. I would say not as much as I would have thought okay. looking back on it. Um, I did hear a lot. I made, friends with some aussies i traveled for like two months with them very good guys so i listened to some aussie rap with them i was a fan um obviously you meet a lot of different people from different places in a hostel especially um so i heard a lot of different music not all of it stuck but you know it was all pretty interesting um what i did have though was a bit of a revival with my own music like i went back into my like songs on spotify like way way back um went into like some old playlists I hadn't listened to in a while and then like expanded on them as I listened through them um, so uh, Hendrix also I have like very vivid memories when I hear a song now that mm. I listen to a lot When especially when I was just walking listening to music um, I whenever I think of Hendrix I think of the Bridge of London because my hat flew off my head as the, uh, the riff was going um, it, you know was, same time same time and like I reached out and I grabbed it before it went off but as it like lifted off my head, I was fully thinking to myself because you know it's going over the bridge. If I don't catch it, I was thinking, where am I going to put my stuff when I jump over this bridge? And as soon as I like, caught it, I realized, Jesus, you were so stupid. Like, <laughs> this is a good thing, yeah. You got hands, but stuff like that. Like I'll just, I'll be riding along, song will pop up, i be like, oh shit. Like, and it brings you back. Right? This one step on the Millennium Footbridge or whatever.
0: Do you think the old playlist type of deal was like a nostalgia thing for like being home thinking back about being home or That's was it more cartoon. just like just looking for something new shaking it up
1: a little bit of both i think probably i was at this time i was definitely thinking the second one but the latter there or sorry, the other former there makes a lot of sense i've
0: never been able to fi- uh, differentiate well the lighter.
1: former is before former, okay yeah it comes first but I did get them mixed up, which probably isn't history. I throw
0: them off in my own head sometimes, too. I so.
1: mean, left and right. Yeah. yeah.
0: Tomato, tomato.
1: Potato, potato. True. Um, no one says potato. Yeah, gross. But, yeah, it was just kind of like a, I need something to listen to. And then, as I heard more stuff as well, uh, you know, I'd, I'd bring that in. Right. And then also, I've been a big fan of grime, like English, UK hip-hop, um, for a while. So, I mean... That, I just kind of expanded on while I was there. Um, I hung out with, I don't want to call them gang members, because they were very respectable gentlemen. But they did have Snapchat stories of, like, guns and drugs. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm just here to see the world. Like, I don't need all this. Um, and they showed me a lot of stuff. They were nice guys. They hung out at my hostel. In the they bar. were at your hostel? That's what I was going to Well, ask. they they hung out at the bar down below. It was very popular. It was, I like, see. right on the high street um, in London Central.
0: And they turned you on to... UK rap.
1: No, I was on it before, which is how I ended up hanging out with them. Is because I was listening. I think it was um, Stormzy, Gang Signs and Prayers. which If okay. you've even heard the album, I'm a big fan. Um, not so grime heavy, but you know Stormzy connection. They're like, oh, you're a yank, and I was like, how do you know? Yeah. Happened a lot. Uh, and they're like, you like Stormzy? I said, yeah. So just from looking at you, huh? It they. I was told um, it's the way you walk, it's the way you talk, it's the way you look at things, it's the way you don't look at things, the way you eat, the way you look at your phone. You just scream it. That's very interesting. And it was more than one person that told me it across several different countries.
0: The way you walk, I, like that one, there's a distinctive me.
1: American way of walking. That's
0: very interesting. To me.
1: Apparently, yeah. I mean, I I asked them to, uh, you know, add more detail to that, but I was stonewalled.
0: They were like, "Screw you, yank."
1: Yeah, basically. Yeah. I don't want to say I was super unpopular there because, you know. it it wasn't like that outright hostile, but a lot of people weren't big fans of America.
0: Of America or Americans, like?
1: what of both? Yeah. In fact, I'd venture to say both. Not even a little bit. Yeah, not big fans of us. But then you you know you do meet some people that just don't care. There's a lot of them, but there was more than I thought that would be like, "Hey, fuck America," and I'd be like, "Well, man, I'm in England. Like, I'm with you." <laughs> Was there any, like, one particular country or city
0: that you found that the most, or was it kind of just spread out?
1: I mean, I would probably say London, if only because I can understand the shit talk. Yeah. I'm sure I got plenty of shit talk in other countries I just couldn't understand. That makes sense. I also had a horrible habit of, like, we'd, we would be in Italy, and then we we went to Spain, then Italy, then went to Germany, then Austria. Um, so, like, we'd be in Italy, and I'd be like, oh, uh, oh fuck, I can't say that, cause, you know. Chow instead, and then we get determined by like, chow. Oh fuck no. So I played the part of bumbling Taurus to perfection. Hmm. Totally incidentally, but you know. Right. They they were right to dislike me, I'll be honest here.
0: Uh, I don't know. <laughs>
1: What is up? No names, no numbers. It's your boy, Charlie Blacker, a.k.a. Big Homie Chucky Blizz. I'm wondering, are you a creative person who loves music? Oh, you are? That's great. I love to hear it. I got a little club you might want to check out. It's called Local Mojo UMass on Instagram. And we're a club that promotes local musicians and artists through videos, photo shoots, interviews, concerts much, much more. If you want to get involved in a community that inspires and promotes creativity, you should give us a little follow at UMass on Instagram. It's again, UMass on Instagram. Change your life. Join the community. Get creative. Get inspired. Thank you very much. Peace out. I mean, I, I met some great people. I, I met this uh, old woman in Barcelona who didn't speak a lick of English and she was one of the nicest people I've ever met. I met her in a back road. I got lost walking towards a hill. If you've ever been to Barcelona, you know the hill. There's a fort on top. Okay. Um, and she had a bakery. And I met her son outside. I asked him for directions. And he was like, oh, are you American? I was like, yeah. He said, oh, my mom would love to try and practice her English with you um, and give you, like, some stuff. Which I thought, either great or I'm being murdered. There's really no in between here. Mm-hmm. And it was, again, fortunately, it was the former, not the okay. latter.
0: Okay. Yeah. All right. I, I follow. Mm-hmm. So, what sort of stuff? Free stuff?
1: Oh, she gave me one of, like, almost everything they had. She would point at things, and then she'd ramble off something in Spanish. I took six years of Spanish. I don't speak a lick. uh, But I understand, like, ola and maamo, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, And she was, like, she'd point at stuff, she'd say stuff, and then her son would say, Oh, this is, like, a traditional Spanish delicacy or dessert. Give it a try. What do you think? And then, obviously, all of it was fucking amazing. It was all free desserts. Wow. So I was gassing her up and she was super happy. Again, I don't understand a word of what she's saying, but she seemed super into it. I kept getting free stuff. And at the end of the day they said, Okay, there's the hill. Enjoy. Wow. Yeah. So I don't wanna say they you know, they were all not big fans. Some some were just nice people. They don't care.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. Do you think I suppose I that would lead me to ask what if any differences you see, generally between Europeans and Americans.
1: Um, that's a good question. I know I'd say there's a bit of conformi- confirmation bias in play, just in the sense that where I was, it's not going to be like the normal person. Like I wasn't talking to Juan on his lunch break in Madrid. Like I was talking to. I don't know, Paco, who's down at the nightclub at 3 in the morning, getting shit-faced.
0: So you're saying it's a certain, like, sect of people that you were...
1: Yeah, getting... I didn't get to, you know, I didn't have a, like, a meet-and-greet. I wasn't like, hey, Europe, how's it going? So it was, the people I was with tended to be very fun. I would say a lot of them were also very open-minded. Again, that could be just a confirmation bias thing, and that I'm not going to meet the people who are not so open-minded. Right. Um, but I did also, I mean, a lot of Americans there as well, and they were Kind of a similar ilk To the people that I met That were European So I think it's just more of a A caricature That Mm. kind of fit into the mold Hmm.
0: Similarities too Like You think Americans Can be I don't know Like I guess I'm trying to Uncover whether or not These cool people You're meeting in Europe Like Are they just different in every way than your average kids our age that are hanging around cities in in America?
1: Uh, I mean, sort of, I guess. There was a lot similar, a lot different. Yeah. I mean, it's just it's a different culture. It's a different way of growing up. Uh, I will say, because obviously we've all met like an English person here in America, and everybody's like, oh my God, say hamburger. (laughs) Uh, I did get that, the reciprocating, reciprocal side of it, uh, where they were like, oh, say aluminum, and I was like, aluminum. They're like, oh, my God. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, I, I also, as I said, I was I was hanging out, like, in London proper, or, like, you know, these major cities, generally with other travelers, other tourists, uh, and then when I was with people that, like, actually lived there, it tended to either be students, um, Actually, I met a lot of international students as well, or it would be, you know, Local hoodlums, shall we say. The rabble. You didn't hear that from me. Let the meat cake. That's what I said. <laughs> uh, how about...
0: In terms of looking back from this trip, how would you say it, if at all, changed you?
1: Oh my God, I'm so much worse at math. It's incredible. I used to be really good at math. Now, two plus two, takes me a little bit. I'll get there in the end. Don't worry about it, but... You must be kidding. I swear to God, I'm not. I actually... I, It's funny enough, I took a, because I went to UMass Boston beforehand, and I had to take a math placement test to, you know, attend the school. Yeah. Uh, And I got, like, a 90-something out of, I think, a normal grade. I placed out of two or three classes, came back, having not done any math, really, besides, you know, how much do I tip on this. Uh, I had to take the same test, and I failed it so bad they wouldn't tell me what I got. I asked, and I was like, oh, like, is it that bad? And my advisor at the time, Joyce, shout out my girl Joyce, was like, no, it's worse. You're, wow. you're gonna need to take it again,
0: and is that just from not practicing? Probably.
1: Or? I'm pretty sure that wasn't the question you were asking, but it, it does stand out. No, dangerous. I mean,
0: I just didn't think you were serious. You're like, oh, my math skills declined. That was that was not what I was expecting.
1: You wouldn't believe how the decline is just boom, immediate.
0: I've never had math skills, so I can't imagine.
1: Well, you can't lose them then.
0: That's true. That's true.
1: Um, but other than that, I don't. Know, I'd say I'm definitely more open and personable because of it just because you meet so many different people and you get so many different situations right um, and it's i mean when you're alone in a different country it's kind of either okay i'm going to rise to this whether it be an uncomfortable situation or like some form of danger or i'm not and if you're in the latter camp where you're just not going to rise up to it then you have to deal with the consequences so i was rather or i tried to be rather proactive in that regard
0: Did you find yourself in those types of possibly dangerous situations a lot? Uh,
1: I wouldn't say too often, but they weren't completely, you know, bang out of order. We did go to uh, Metal City in Ljubljana. So Ljubljana is the capital of Slovenia. That's where I spent Christmas. And we wanted to buy um, some of the devil's lettuce, shall we say. Okay. We are like, oh, where do we go for something like that in Ljubljana? And um, we were told Metal City, which sounded like the coolest answer of all time. But then we got there and it was like four square blocks of just like blown out windows, like every inch of uh, everything, like all surfaces in this four blocks. It's all graffitied, all the windows were smashed. Just random people hanging out. It was pitch black out, fires going from like oil cans inside. Um, And we met some uh, people selling weed in Metal City. And, uh, at one point, actually, because we went over with, um, some Slovenian people that we were hanging with, they said, oh, yeah, just hang out right here, we're gonna go talk to those two hooded characters in the dark, um, and we'll be back with some marijuana. And so me and my friend were just chilling in the dark, and we were like, huh, is this where we die? <coughs> um, and that went on for a little bit, but then they just came back over, and they were like, oh, let's go. Otherwise, beautiful city. I don't want to, uh, shoot on the onions. If that's what they go by. Hmm. Uh, it was, I believe, uh, the green capital of Europe back in, I think, 2018. So, I mean, they got something going there. Very big, bike-friendly city.
0: I'm all about bikes. I you love, love it. You love
1: it. It was beautiful.
0: Public transport? Good.
1: Uh, I didn't actually go on public transport in Slovenia. I did take a kind of Uber-type deal. Um,
0: Slovenian Uber?
1: You just called a taxi, basically, on an app. Um, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, and he tried to stiff us, or not stiff us. He tried to like drive us in circles. Basically, it was ten minutes from the city center to our Airbnb, and after like half an hour, we were still not there. So we were like, "All right, what the heck?" And he was like, "Oh, and he was speaking perfect English the whole time, having a conversation with us." And then soon we were like, "Hey, man, what's going on? We're trying to get back, and the meter's running." He was like, "Oh, no, no, speaky, no speaky. We like, you definitely speaky, speaky. Don't, don't play that with me." Guy. Wow. And then when we got to the Airbnb, um, he was like, okay, 50 euro. We were like, that's, it was 15 when we went there from here. Like, when we went to the center, it was 15. He's like, look at the fare, like, 50 euro. So we had to go get our Airbnb host who spoke the language. and, And she just bitched him out. I think she threw 10 euro in his car and then flipped him off. And then she turned and she said, go, go inside, go inside. It's all fixed now. Wow. She was great. I think her name was Nina. Shout out Nina. A lot of shout-outs people that will never hear them, but...
0: You never know. She could be a no-names, no-numbers no, names, no, no numbers listener.
1: That's true. I hear you guys are massive. A gargantuan establishment. We're growing in Slovenia.
0: Yeah. Really? Yeah.
1: From from what... Oh, actually, sorry, you guys don't do numbers. That's on me.
0: Yeah, no-names or numbers. Or
1: no yeah. Sorry, uh, not names. I, I
0: shouldn't even mention Slovenia. I should just say we're, gro- we're growing.
1: We're gro- oh, yeah. Generally. Okay. I fuck with it. Yeah. Um,
0: how about, like would you advise someone else to do a trip in the way that you did it where it's sort of you're you're figuring it out as you go not a whole lot of planning like do you think every everyone is capable of doing that because at least when you initially told me about it I thought you were joking because when you first brought it up to me you said oh so have you been planning it and I was like yeah we've we've been doing some planning you know we don't have everything figured out yet. And you were just like, well, cause I, I didn't do any planning yeah. and I thought you were kidding.
1: No, there was, um, I don't think, well, I don't think, you know, hypothetically everybody could do it. I don't want to you know, root out people. Right. Um, it's just, you need to be willing to put up with a whole range of scenarios. I need to be okay. At least with doing it yourself. Um, I didn't feel unsafe, but I'm also larger than the average human. Um, so, if how worried, tall are you for the listeners? Um, I'm six five now. I wasn't that tall when I went, but I was still taller than the average. Um, the average bear. Not smarter though. <laughs> no. Uh, no picnic baskets either. Uh, no, but so my whole thought process was: if I was a mugger, am I going to go after the guy that I got to look up to to threaten, or am I going to go after like Jill? From Utah on her Mormon mission trip, and that seems oddly specific, and that's made up right now. Yeah, but I did meet somebody from Cape Cod, and she got mugged twice in one week. Wow! Um, Yeah, and I didn't. So, jokes on her.
0: Was the did did you meet um, many other people from Mass? Or I did bunk neck of the woods.
1: I did bunk above one guy from Cape Cod. Uh, I met her in a different city. Um, I met. A fair amount of people from New York actually met a lot of Aussies, though that's not at all what you were asking. No, but that, um, that's fair. It's relevant. Yeah, the the guy from Kakaw is actually really cool. He uh, he went to a school that I used to play all the time in high school, uh, Monomoy, I believe it's a regional high school. He's from the area. Um, I told him the town I'm from. He told me to fuck off, and then we drank the night away.
0: It seems like it must be a like. Did you did you get a good feeling when you're when you're meeting someone who even from like New York or just like someone who's generally from your area when you're so far away? Like, is that a good feeling?
1: I mean, it, it did feel pretty nice when I heard this guy's act because he had a thick Boston accent. Like, yeah. he said Gloucester, Wista, that yeah. kind of thing. Like, Quincy, no C. Right. Um, so, when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, he was also the first one I had met. Uh, New York, not so much because mainly fuck New York, but also...
0: Wow, strong feelings about New York. Hey,
1: Boston, New York, we're better than them. That's all. Okay. Um, the Athens of the northeast really it made, I just totally butchered whatever we're called <laughs> the Athens the, the, the world city world. on a hill something like that
0: city on the hill yeah
1: but uh <laughs> but yeah no I mean some some New York people are fine I mean many New York people are fine but the ones that I was meeting in Europe weren't like anything special I wasn't like oh shit you're from New York
0: yeah we don't want to alienate our New York listeners I
1: hear you guys are growing there
0: our, our valued New York <laughs> listeners alright yeah. I
1: apologize New York listeners I shouldn't say anything so crass yeah But no, I wasn't like, oh, my God, New York people. Right. I was pretty fangirl about the uh, the Cape Cod guy, though. Uh,
0: Yeah. I just feel like if I were halfway across the world and I saw someone who lives like half hour away from me, it would be... Kind of nice.
1: Yeah, we, well, it was kind of weird, though, because we were like, oh, shit, Like you know this place? He was like, oh, yeah, shit, I know that place, you know this place? I was like, oh, my God, yeah. And then after a while, we ran out of places, and that was kind of like a conversation. <laughs> now what? <laughs> yeah, and then, again, that's where the drinks came in. But right. It's a social lubricant. Mm.
0: Shout-out to uh, another shout-out, Big Ted. Big With Ted? The, we, uh, Joe's dad, good friend Joe. Oh, Big Ted. He described alcohol as a... Social lubricant. Yeah, big shout out. Which is which is an interesting interesting way to put it, I'd say. But
1: I'm, I mean, I'm with it. I'm all about it. Yeah. Shout out, Joe and and to Big Ted, not just normal Ted.
0: How about? Um, is there anything that we haven't discussed that you feel like is important to include as oh, we
1: talk about your trip? That's a very good question. Um, hmm. I will say, because I was thinking about this in the shower the other day, when I was trying to think of things to think about. It's a lot about of that. great ideas that come up in the shower. I exactly. Um, but this was uh, not my finest moment. This was when I was in Amsterdam. And, and when I was back in Barcelona, to back it up all the way, I met some Australians. We hung out. We went to a nightclub. Had a good time. They were like, hey, we're going to Rome in a couple of days. I said, hey, I'm going to Rome in a couple of days. Uh, so we met up there. And then we, I ended up traveling for like two months with them throughout the rest of Europe. When we got to Amsterdam, we went on one of these, I think it's like red bike or something, one of these free tours. Um, and at the end, it's like, you know, pay what you feel or what you can, which is you know, just a nice tip. Uh, well, one of my not so proud moments, about halfway through this bike tour, we met up just by accident with another bike tour that was in the same cafe, just getting some snacks. And we were like, ooh, that tour sounds way cooler. It was about the red light district. So we just said thanks for the half a tour and just bounced on the other tour and just didn't give her any money. And she was very obviously upset with us.
0: So was was it only you in this, like you and your group, or were there others? It was
1: me and and the Aussies, and then there was like this huge other group. So we were just part of a, a bigger group, and we split off that group to join a different group going elsewhere. I see. To talk about more interesting things. So I guess my tip for you would be, definitely do those tours because they're awesome and you meet some incredible people with some incredible stories giving tours Um, but also bring money because I didn't and I'm a bad guy for that so I I just have to live with that every day
0: maybe you can find her again
1: I won't give her any money you can find her her
0: and you can perhaps show her the comfortable bench as like a token of your appreciation like hey you may you may Sleep on this bench if, you, if you'd like.
1: Well, that's the thing is you can't because it's in the closed off part. That's oh, true. The yeah. Otherwise, I would have slept all over it. Trust me, I would have been. Poor, I'd still be there now. Actually. Really. It was that comfortable bench. Wow,
0: that's a that's a shame.
1: I know. It's a, a darn shame.
0: Well, I mean, I've learned a lot.
1: And I've said a lot.
0: I think that's a good thing. What about maybe finally? Yeah. Any any other parting advice that you would give to not just myself but any any traveler?
1: Uh, never kick a fresh turd on a hot day. Explain. Clarify. You'll get shit on your shoes, my dude. Okay. Enough said. Yeah. And, um, oh, and actually, this is a real shit. Real tip. Real shit. Real shit. You can kick this one. Um. Wow. Yeah. The, uh, the FAA, like flight requirements for a bag that you can put in your overhead compartment are bigger in the U.S. than they are in Europe, so I wanted to fly around because you can get really cheap tickets, so long as you don't have a, a checked bag. If you can just carry it on, get some great stuff. I bought one according to the U.S. flight rules, brought it over, wanted to go put it in the overhead, and they're like, yeah, that's way too big, you have to check that. So I didn't end up taking really any flights because they're just so expensive if you to check a bag. So bring a smaller carry-on, and you can see so much more of Europe and save a bunch of dough.
0: How small are we talking? I don't need measurements, but
1: just like general. Well, there's no numbers allowed, thank you. Yeah, um, that's true. Okay. All right. Well think of like a, a US carry on. Yeah. I think smaller. Okay, I can do that. And that's that's really about it. Yeah, I'm capable of that. All right. Um, yeah. Trains, buses. I took a lot of those. Planes, trains, and automobiles. That's a great movie if anybody hasn't seen it. I'm rambling at this point. No, I'd maybe watch that on the plane for sure. Yeah, no, it's a good one. Um very good, in fact, I might even venture to say. But yeah, public transport. You can see a lot of the, the stuff. It's also just cool to, you know, you're on a bus, you're driving. It's a scenery you haven't seen sightseeing. Yeah, I drove through the Alps, but I didn't drive. I was driven through the Alps. It was nice. Take any pictures? I did. They were really bad for the most part. I did have some really artsy photos. I went through an artsy phase yeah. um, when I was in London. I actually had some really good good stuff. You know, shout myself out, um, but I won't do that. I did create an Instagram page before you ask. Yes, I'm famous over there. No, you can't have any money. Go ahead and go ahead and shout it out then. I don't remember. it. I've forgotten the password wow. and the username, but I've got the pictures. No also, names. no yeah. names. Yeah, obviously, All right, that was a trick. Yeah, don't stop eating me.
0: I was trying to keep you on your toes. So it's lost. It's lost to the uh, the abyss of of the internet, it's just out there somewhere. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, I think. Uh, I think we, we, we
1: covered a whole lot, so so thank you for uh, for sharing this story. Oh, well, thank you for having me on your, uh, such a, uh, a nice podcast.
0: Thank you very much.
1: And shout out my man, Jack, on audio. One Audio kind of Wizard. For Jack.
0: Jack Fulton, Audio Wizard.
1: Audio Wizard. All right.